I think that I arguably hate taking a week off the podcast more than you guys do because I forget what I have talked about very, very quickly. Honestly, even if I'm podcasting every single week, I forget most of the time. But if I take a week off, man, I have really forgot. I forgot what the last things I have said to you all have been. So I apologize if I'm repeating myself, but can we start this by saying, remember how I was talking about how I'm done with piercings for a while after my Friday the 13th experience getting a piercing? Well, um, I'm a fucking liar. (laughs) I lied and I did in fact get a new piercing. It was such a fucked experience as well because I was supposed to go to this lesbian bar. Very excited to go, by the way, because I've never really been to like a strictly lesbian bar before. And it was in Atlanta. I love Atlanta. As you guys know, I'm not an Athens girly. You will not catch me in Athens. I'm an Atlanta bitch. So I was very excited for these plans and they fell through. They just, everyone ended up bailing and not wanting to come. So We went and got piercings, which is kind of a tradition for Ariana's birthday, which is the day after Christmas, by the way. I should have prefaced by saying that. So the bar fell through. We were like, fuck it. Let's just go get piercings. I had no intentions of getting a piercing on this excursion whatsoever. I went into it with a mindset of you're not getting a piercing because as you guys know, my doth was a fucking nightmare (laughs) and I got a huge keloid and it's pretty much healed, but not fully like it's... I don't know. I'm still very careful with it, obviously. And I switched my conch that I currently have on my right ear to a hoop and that has been giving me nonstop pain. It still hurts. I've honest to God been thinking about just taking out the hoop and putting the stud back in. I've been hopeful that eventually my ear will just get used to it, but I'm not sure if I want to wait on that, especially now that I have the other side pierced. Like, I just miss having sleep that wasn't trouble for me. And that's why I decided to get the conch when I did decide to get a piercing. They were trying to talk me into getting like a million different piercings. And I was like, if I get one today, I'm a hundred percent getting my conch because I had such a pleasant experience getting my conch, which I've talked about before on here. It caused me no pain. I could sleep on it. I can like, it never, it never gets caught in anything. I never had any issues with my conch until I switched it to a hoop on my right side. So I was like, if I'm getting anything today, I'm getting the conch on my left ear because I know it won't give me problems. And honestly, thank God I did that because you guys, the shop that we went to, because the one that I normally go to was closed. Again, I should just stop trying to do things when that shop can't do them because they're the only shop that like really gets me right every time. Um, but they were closed. It was Ariana's birthday. She was already disappointed about the club not working out. I'm like, we have to go get a piercing for you, like ASAP Rocky today. We find this place. They've all convinced me to get a piercing. I decide to do it. Come to find out when we're checking out, they don't use titanium. They don't use steel. All of their jewelry is gold, real gold. I've bought gold a couple times in my life at this point, never on purpose, never once on purpose. I did not know that you could have told me that (laughs) you could have told me that because I guess, which this is actually good to know because I've always wanted to do this. And if you use TikTok and you have piercings, you've probably seen this before, but there are some places that you can go to 
and they will style your ear. They'll upgrade all of your jewelry to like nice, real gold, real silver, whatever you want, whatever you prefer. And you can get new piercings too, and they'll just make your ear more cohesive, and they'll find a way to use your old piercings and new ones, and like make a really cute aesthetic looking ear with jewelry that like matches and whatever. It's an expensive service, like it's always at least a couple hundred dollars from what I've seen. Um, I almost signed up to do one in Atlanta once, and I think the lowest you could do was like one for 250 So it's not like a cheap thing to do, but you're getting like real nice jewelry and you're having your ear styled by someone who does it every day and like knows what looks good, whatever. So I guess this shop does that and that's where they get a lot of business from. So they don't buy any like titanium jewelry. They only use real gold. And I don't even think they use silver. I think they use like, what do they call it when it's gold, but it looks silver, white gold. I don't know. Okay. No idea. I go to check out and this is the most expensive piercing I've ever gotten in my life. And keep in mind, I didn't even want it. I didn't even want to get it. Obviously I can't go back now. It's already in my ear. He tells me the price. I'm too embarrassed to say how much it is. But I'm just going to say that it was under $200. It was under $200, but it was close to $200. It was really close. Um, that was embarrassing. For people who don't get piercings at my regular tattoo shop, to get my conch pierced, it was 40 bucks. So to spend almost 200 that was not... That was not what I had planned to do that day, okay? I didn't plan to get anything at all, and I left with a bill with a hefty bill and now I have real gold in my ear which also is bothersome to me I have this genuine problem I was just talking to Zion about this the other day where I do not like genuinely I'm not just saying this I genuinely do not like owning really nice stuff I really don't like this is why you'll never see me in a pair of Jordans the last thing I want is a pair of shoes that I feel like I have to be careful in. Mm, no. I am not careful. I'm a heavy-handed bitch. I break everything. I don't want to think before I do things either. Like, I think that's my biggest thing. If you don't spend that much time outside, it's like, whatever. If I get a pair of Jordans, what's the worst I can do? Like, step in a puddle. But, like, I love to be outside. I don't want to be worried about, oh, I can't go down here. It might ruin my shoes or I can't sit down in the grass because what if it stains my $200 pair of pants? No, no, no. All my shoes are beat up to hell and back. All my clothes are beat up to hell and back. They got holes in them like ratty as fuck. And I don't care because <laughs> having to worry about messing up something that you're wearing clothes, that's like, no. Worst nightmare. I want to be able to live my life and not even think about the clothes that I have on. That is how I live my life, okay? So owning real gold has always been scary to me. And this actually, like, a kind of similar thing happened to me a few years ago. I was buying this ring from Pandora. It was a limited edition ring. And my friend worked there at the time and she's like, this ring reminds me so much of you. Like, it's the perfect ring for you. Let me know if you want it. I'll use my discount. I'll get it for you. Whatever. So we did that. I loved it. I used her discount. I got it. And I was thinking at the time, like, that was still pretty expensive with your discount, but like, whatever. It's limited edition. Maybe it's like special. I don't know. She brings it to my house after she purchases it. I put it on. It's so cute. I'm obsessed with it. And she tells me it's real gold. It's real gold. Uh, so I freak out and take it off immediately <laughs> and put it in my jewelry box. And I pretty much never wear it because 
I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> I do not like that. Um, so it doesn't really get worn. And now I have a gold earring. Don't love that. Don't love that at all. But it's not bothering me. Not even a little bit. What am I going to do the next time I have to get, like, <laughs> I have to as if someone's forcing me. I really do want more piercings, but I'm not kidding when I say, you guys, I am over the healing process of piercings, especially since I've been getting so many tattoos lately. I forgot how easy tattoos are compared to piercings when it comes to the healing process. Not even comparable. And I want to be tatted up. Fuck the piercings. Seriously. I need a break. I've had enough. But the conch isn't hurting me. My conch on my other ear that I've had for longer is because of the hoop, but I really do think I'm going to take the hoop out. I love it. I love it. I feel like it looks so good on that ear, especially now that I have my doth and it's like taking up a bunch of space inside that ear. I feel like the stud looked a little cluttered, but I'm going to have to go back to that. I can't carry on this way. I can't. I was hoping that I would get used to the hoop. I'm not, and I'm not getting used to it and I give up. Anyways, this all happened like a week after Christmas. I never even talked about Christmas. <laughs> never even mentioned it. Look, the holidays are not good for me. We all know this. I've been very blunt about this on the podcast. Holidays aren't a good time for me. And I had every intention of uploading a podcast that week. That's why I didn't say anything about taking the week off. I was not planning to take the week off, but I was just so depressed. I was so depressed. Y'all did not want to listen to me talk. I'm going to start doing that favor to myself because I used to make myself podcast even when I'm not in the mood. It's not good. No one wants to listen to me be depressed. Okay? No, I don't want to listen to it. I know y'all don't. I know y'all don't. And it's so funny too because I was looking back to see what the last podcast episode I posted was about because I always forget, especially if I don't do one every single week, you know? I was talking about music the whole time. The whole time. And you know why? Because I was depressed. <laughs> I was unwell. I had nothing else good to say. Nothing. Not that I don't love talking about music. Honestly, we'll probably do that more on the podcast because uh, I love music. Okay. I love it. But I had no intentions of talking about songs all week that week. It was just like, that was the best I had to offer. Seriously. I'm so depressed around the holidays and I'm trying. So right now, as I'm recording this, it is January 1st. 2024 and I'm trying to plan out my new year because I'm really annoying. Let me get my journal. I'm really annoying about the new year, okay? I take it very very seriously <laughs> for no reason at all. I say that, but honestly, a new beginning is a great reason. Any chance to just like create goals, manifest, have a new start. I'm eating that shit up. I'm eating that shit up every time. So in case you're needing inspiration, it's never too late to do this. If you're listening to this on January 2nd when it comes out or a week later, whatever, it's never too late to start making new year goals, okay? So even if you're hearing this later on in the month of January, did I say June earlier? I think I did. Any month, it doesn't fucking matter, okay? You could be listening to this in October and still do this for yourself, all right? Every single year, I have a tradition where either on New Year's Eve or on the 1st of January, depending on what I'm doing, I read every single journal entry that I wrote for that year. So, for example, today, January 1st, I read every single journal entry that I wrote in 2023 to reflect. Um, and it's really, honestly, 
so helpful. It doesn't seem, it seems kind of like it would be a waste of time. I feel like when I say that to people, they're like, oh my God, that's such a waste of time. Who wants to read all their thoughts like that? I've gotten so much out of doing that. I've been doing it for two years now, not that long. And it happened by accident, truly. I was just reading my journal one on New Year's Eve one year. And I was like, what if I just read my whole year this past year and just reflected? And it was very helpful for me. And it also, I remember that specific New Year's, I was feeling a little bit like a failure and like I hadn't accomplished much. And reading my journal made me realize how much I had overcome and how like accomplished I was. Like, especially I think at the beginning of that year, I was talking a lot how I was struggling with my relationship with weed and when I was reading my journal entries I had been sober for like seven or eight months and so it was just crazy to be like wow I was sitting here in my feelings about how my life's not getting better and I can't make any changes when I was having full-blown mental breakdowns in my journal about my relationship with weed and I had fully given it up for months and so I like that aspect about it a lot. It makes you realize how much you have done, but also I have scenarios like this year where I realized when I was reading all of my journal entries from this past year have been talking about me being out of shape and me feeling like shit and me feeling uncomfortable in my own body, which is hard to say, but it's true. That's my truth. I'm trying to get better about being vulnerable also because That was another really interesting thing to read about. I've talked about this so much on the podcast, but I have like a problem with vulnerability and it was funny to like read myself talking about that at the beginning of last year and how I wanted to start a podcast, but I was scared to. And then I did both of those things. I started a podcast and found a way to be more vulnerable and open and honest. But anyways, that's not the point. The point of this is just to say, I have really struggled with my health this year. It's conflicting because I don't want to say that I've struggled with my body image because I guess I have a little bit, like that's to be expected when you're going through like a bad phase of your health because your body is changing and the way that you look is changing. And I've definitely had a job all year this year where how I present myself matters a lot, which I'm not used to in the slightest. But it's not even, like, shockingly, it's not even that that I was complaining about in these entries. Most of the time it was just like, I am so uncomfortable in my own skin. I've never felt this way ever. And it's not, again, I feel like when you hear people say that you think it's like body image stuff, but it wasn't that. I have such vivid memories of just like always being out of breath and feeling bad that I can't like walk around without being out of breath like to go from running five miles a day to not being able to walk up the stairs and like breathe regularly is horrible and nobody wants to experience that and I think that that's more so where my problem lied like reading all of my entries about when I broke my foot and how it was so hard for me to do like basic tasks and like realizing if I was in shape, it would be so much easier for me to do things with my arms or to do things with one leg. Like this would have been a walk in the park if I had been in better shape, but I'm in such poor shape that it's making this injury like 20 times worse on me. And then when I was trying to recover, my recovery was like 20 times worse because I was so out of shape. And I don't know, it's, it's deeper than my appearance. And 
I really want to make sure I get that message across because it's not like I just hate the way I look. I honest to God do not hate the way I look at all. My, I mean, you all know I have PCOS. My weight has fluctuated in crazy ways my whole entire life because of my hormones being so out of whack. And so I've learned to appreciate things about my body when it's really small and when it's at its biggest. I don't hate it in either form, but going from being super in shape to super out of shape was a drastic change. And I have felt a little bit like a prisoner in my own skin. And I don't think I even realized how bad it was until I was reading my journal. And I'm not fucking kidding when I tell you every single entry, I talk about how uncomfortable I am. Every single one of them. Every single one of them. I mentioned something about working out again or getting in shape or how I'm so uncomfortable in my body or how I feel like I can't do anything, how I feel so weak. Every single fucking entry says that. So I hate to be that girl that's like, getting in shape is my New Year's resolution, but I ain't gonna lie to you. Getting in shape is my New Year's resolution, okay? And I just can't keep feeling like this. I can't. I definitely don't want to be any bigger than I am right now. And I'm forgetting too that I haven't podcasted about this. I'm really genuinely scared about getting diabetes. Genuinely. I have so, I know that sounds crazy, but when you have PCOS, PCOS is very similar to diabetes in the sense that you have insulin resistance. So I already have an insulin resistant body. My chances of getting diabetes are very high compared to most people um, because of that insulin resistance. And it's just been really on my mind lately because I have a lot of friends who have diabetes and I know that insulin is expensive. It's like a whole nother mortgage. And not only that, but I don't want to have diabetes. <laughs> Money aside, not only can I not afford it, but I do not want to be diabetic. That is not my journey. That is not what I want for the rest of my life. I really don't. So like, I need to get a hold of it. And I think what really scared me about this is I was thinking about it a lot and this girl I follow on TikTok who has PCOS, that's why I follow her, she found out that she was pre-diabetic and had to get on this like weight loss medication to lose weight. Now I've been offered weight loss, can I speak English? Weight loss medications before. I just do not like being on medication, honestly. I don't. I feel like I have bad reactions to all of it. And that's honestly a big fear of mine too. Like if I went to the doctor and they were like, you're pre-diabetic, we need to put you on weight loss medicine. That would not be easy on me because I do not react well to any medication I've ever taken ever. I've never had a good reaction to medicine. I would not be happy about that. I know some people are like all about the Ozempic. They want it bad. I don't. I'm the opposite. I don't want it. I don't want it. I really don't. I just want to be healthy. <laughs> I don't want to take pills to lose weight so I can be skinny. I genuinely want to be healthy and I cannot emphasize that enough. So anyways, um, I hate to be that bitch that's like, that's my goal this year, but that really is my goal this year. I also low key, I want to read a hundred books this year. Now, I didn't make this my actual goal on Goodreads. I made my goal 50, which is still a lot for me. I've never well, I probably have read 50 books in a year, but since I started using Goodreads as an adult, have not read 50 books in a year. Do I think I can? Yes. Do I think I could read 100 books in a year? Yes. The problem is I really want to do more this year and like actually live my life. So I don't want to set in stone a 100 book goal and not achieve that 
because if I'm living my life and I'm out and I'm doing a bunch and that's why I can't read 100 books, I'm happy. I'm more than happy with that. That's the outcome that I would desire more than reading 100 books. But I am jealous of all those bitches who are like, yeah, I've read 100 books in a year before. I'm trying to be like you. It's like when people tell me they've ran a marathon. I'm like, I have to run a fucking marathon. What do you mean you ran a marathon and I can't? I could definitely run it if you can. Um, <laughs> I say as if I'm not very out of shape right now, but I still think I could run a marathon, to be honest. I think that I have the mental stamina to do that at this current state in my life. Anyways, so that's like a lucrative goal, but what I like to do, the reason I brought this up was to give you advice on New Year's resolutions, and I've just talked about myself the whole time. Every single year, I pick a word of the year, and I really wanted low-key to do like motivation or something, because that was another thing I was just seeing that I had a very... What's the word I'm looking for? There's such a specific word for this, and I'm not going to think of it, and it's going to piss me off, so I'm not even going to try to right now, but... I have just had, I guess, no will to live is the easiest way to say it. I have no excitement towards anything that I'm doing. I don't feel any inclination to do more or to try harder. Like, I've just been on my lazy, procrastinating shit all year this year, and it's clearly made me feel really bad about myself and very insecure. So, I was going to do motivation as my word of the year. But I have a little bit of personal beef with motivation because whenever I was in my fitness bag and everyone was like, oh my God, how are you doing this? How are you so motivated to do this? It would irritate me because I wasn't motivated to do it. I was disciplined. It was my discipline that got me to run five miles every day. You don't run five miles every day off of motivation. That's discipline, honey. And so I've never really liked the word motivation because I feel like when you're relying on it, it's a problem because it's not always going to be there. It's kind of like hoping that you'll always be happy. Nobody's always happy. Nobody. Um, happiness is coming and going all the time, but it's not permanently staying, you know? Motivation is the same. So I was thinking to myself, like, what is my word of the year going to be? Like, discipline? I don't really want it to be discipline. That's not really my vibe. I don't feel like I'm having bad discipline in all areas of my life. And what I came to was confidence. My word of the year is confident. I want to be more confident in 2024. I want to be taking care of myself. If I'm never confident, if I'm not taking good care of myself. So obviously I need to be taking a lot better care of myself physically, like be in better shape, be worried about that more often, be proactive about that instead of just sitting back and watching videos of people with type 2 diabetes stressed in the corner. And same thing with my career. That was another thing that I saw coming up a lot in my journal was just the imposter syndrome of starting a new career and how scary it is to be new and bad at something and have to get good at it and practice. Um, so yeah, I just, I want to be doing more stuff so that I am confident in myself because that's where I think I was lacking in 2023 is I had very low confidence and self-worth and self-esteem. I didn't feel like I was adding anything to my own life, let alone other people's. And so that is why I feel like confidence is a good word for me. I also just like really want to put myself out there more this year, which I think I've already been doing in the month of December. I've done so much this month. I've had like a bunch of friends over. I've gone out a bunch. I've gone to like part, like I've done a lot in December and I was starting to feel this way really towards the end of this year. And you guys heard me talk about how I'm lonely, but I'm not like putting myself out there. I'm not really trying. And I feel like I'm in my trying bag. Like I'm ready to put myself out there and try. And so 
what do you need to do that? Confidence. I don't know. Once I like the word confidence came to my brain, I was like, yes, that's exactly what you need. You need confidence in like every area of your life. So that's what my word of the year is. Once I pick a word for the year, I write my big goals down. Things that I really, really, really need. These goals need to happen. So obviously top of the list, working out regularly, um, spend more time doing things like parties, social outings, whatever. Those are two of my big ones. I'm not going to share the rest because personal, but shockingly, there wasn't that many this year. I was looking back to, because when I reread my old journals, I also look at my word of the year and my quarterly goals for like last year. And I had so much shit that I was like hell bent on making happen last year. And this year I'm feeling very content, but it's crazy to think that like this time last year, I didn't even know what I was going to do for work. I had no idea I was going to be a hairstylist. Isn't that insane? I was still trying to find a job that I could see myself doing long-term this time last year. And now I'm in a fucking career. So anyways, back to, I'm getting off topic a lot. I do the word of the year. We do the goals of the year. And then I take one page and I split it up into four. The first quadrant, I write January, February, March. Second is April, May, June. Third is July, August, September. October, November, and December is the fourth one. And I'll just write little achievable things that I can do throughout the quarters of the year to achieve what my big goals are. I like to break it down into a more digestible way. And you don't have to, I feel like when people hear what your goals are, they're like, oh, I have to be super, super serious. Like for instance, my first thing on this list for the first quarter is read 27 books, double up on my car payment. Those aren't things that everybody can do, okay? You don't need to read 27 books if you're not a reader. You don't. I'm just trying to prove that I can read 100 books in a year. And be a smart ass Virgo. You don't need to double up on your car payment. I'm just trying to do that because if I double up on my car payment for 10 out of the 12 months this year, I will have paid my car off by the end of the year and I would love to pay my car off. Um, but if you're in survival mode, like if you're listening to this right now and you're having a hard time, don't look at these goals and be like, oh, I can't read 27 books and I can't double up on my car payment. Who gives a fuck? Make goals that are achievable to you. And I want to share on my last year, let me find it. On my last year's goals for January, there it is. One of my goals was literally, I'm not kidding, shower more regularly because I was so fucking depressed at the end of 2021. Oh my God. I don't even like to think, or not the end of 2021, the end of 2022. I was unwell and I hated my living situation and I hated my life. And it was really hard for me to just do simple self-care because I was so depressed. And so literally one of my goals was to just shower more often. Try to shower every single day. Yeah. And don't even come at me and say, oh my God, that's so gross. It's so disgusting. You clearly don't have mental health issues then, honey. Okay. Congratulations. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if that's, if that's the only goal that you can give yourself right now is... I want to shower every day. I want to do my hair every day so I feel like a human being. I want to sit outside for like 10 minutes before my kids wake up and just like have time to myself. Those are great goals to have. I didn't have that many goals this year, like little ones, and thank God for that. So most of mine are bigger ones, like read 27 books, double up on my car payment. It's okay if your only goal is to shower every day. That's a good goal and I hope you can accomplish it, okay? 
Okay. And another thing is it's okay to put fun stuff on here. Like for October, November, and December, I have like read 19 books, double my car payments, all that. But then I also have carve pumpkins, see your cousins for Thanksgiving, decorate for all seasons, run in a turkey trot. I really want to do that. I really want to do that. Every year I see people run on Thanksgiving and I'm like, I would love to do that. And every year I forget about it and don't do it. So I really want to prioritize the holidays this year. I always, as you all know, have a very unpleasant time around specifically like the end of October till Christmas. And then after Christmas, I'm on a high. I love New Year's, bitch. This is my time to shine. Um, but yeah, I, I want to make an effort to enjoy the next holiday season. I want to, like I said, I want to decorate for the fall and I want to decorate for Halloween and Thanksgiving and December and I don't have to do the absolute most but I want to do something and I want to like carve a pumpkin in October I couldn't tell you the last time I carved a pumpkin I genuinely don't know probably when I was a literal child like probably when I was in middle school I haven't done it at all like I don't even remember how to fucking do it I want to carve a damn pumpkin this year you know I want to do a turkey trot I want to see my cousins every Thanksgiving I think that's going to be my new thing if I can swing it, if I can make it happen, I would love to spend every Thanksgiving with them. That way I get like one holiday with my cousins. I don't know. It's just like, I feel like when you hear stuff like this, it's so easy for people to get overwhelmed and be like, oh, I, I can't double up on my car payment and I can't read a hundred books in a year. And it's like, that's not really the purpose of doing it. And same for like workout reasons. You don't have to like want to get in shape just because the new year came. And so I feel bad because that's kind of what my goals are this year. They're very unattainable I would say for most people but I'm telling you in years past my goal was to just shower every day like it can be the littlest tiniest thing but it really does make a huge difference and I think that taking the time to dissect your bigger goals and create little quarterly goals for you to achieve is a really really great way to have a good year I'll never forget somebody told me once um you know when you're leaving work you always do your closing duties. So make sure you do your closing duties at home too. And they were giving me this advice in a sense of like, before you go to bed, clean up, you know, don't just leave your shit a mess. You wouldn't leave work a mess when you leave. So don't leave your home a mess when you go to bed. Like you deserve a nice clean space. You'd give that to your work environment. Why don't you give that to yourself at home? And I view my quarterly goals in a very similar way. You check in at work and you have quarterly goals that you want to meet. Your company does at least. They're making goals for themselves and they're conquering them. You deserve to make those for yourself as well and to conquer your own goals in your own personal life as well. So yeah, I hope that was motivating and not overwhelming because again, it can be the easiest, simplest stuff. You could say, I want to go on a walk twice a week. That's a good enough goal to have for three months, to do that for three months after doing it not at all and then doing it every week for three months straight. That's a big accomplishment and it will change your life and it is worth it to like write that down and make those goals for yourself. I love New Year's resolutions. Can you tell? I love them. I love them. I also got my first Squishmallows. This sounds so random, but I have one in my lap right now. Is that what they're called? Squishmallows? I think that's what they're called. Um... I got my first two for Christmas from Ariana and let me tell you guys, I am beyond fucking obsessed with these things. I treat them like my children. One of them is huge, by the way. It's not like a regular Squishmallow. It's like a, 
Damn, I wish... I don't want to get up. I'm so sorry. It's going to be so much work to get up and grab it, but it's like a huggable one, I guess. It has like a full body, like a face and a body and arms. It's giant and it's the perfect thing to cuddle with. I love these things and I can't believe I haven't owned one until now. I'm literally obsessed to a scary level. Like I'm scared that I'm going to get a million of them and they're going to be filling up my room, but also kind of love that because I never really had that many stuffed animals growing up or like, I don't know. I never had many stuffed animals, I guess. I was going to say like dolls, but I did have a lot of dolls and they creeped me the hell out. Um, but yeah, I never really had many stuffed animals. So like having stuffed animals now, I'm like, is that childish? Mm, kind of. Do I give a fuck? No, not at all. I'm also realizing I left my fountain on. So if you've heard dripping in the background this whole entire time, the faucet is not on. I got a fountain for Christmas and kind of obsessed with it. I know that it's good to hear running water throughout the day. Like it's actually proven to be good for your mental health. And I will say I enjoy the fountain. I never even really notice it until I'm going to bed because I normally put rain sounds on to go to bed. But with the fountain, I feel like that's, that gives me the white noise that I'm desiring. Like I love that thing. I love that thing. What else did I get for Christmas? I keep forgetting. I never, I just kind of skipped over Christmas. Like it didn't exist, which it's not too different from what I do in my normal day-to-day -day life. So I'm not sure why I'm so surprised I did that on the podcast. Oh, my grandma got me, she got me that fountain and she got me a bunch of sage from a small business, which is really sweet. And she made me a cookbook of all of our family's recipes. She got one for everybody and put it in like a binder. But fun fact, my aunt married a vegetarian man and had all my cousins with a vegetarian man. So a lot of my family recipes were like at least made vegetarian, if not vegan. So really, really nice that I have that now. And she wrote me like a long, cute letter. That was so sweet. That was such a good gift. And my sister Amanda got me for Secret Santa and she bought me like a typewriter keyboard. Y'all, catch me up writing a novel. I'm about to write a fucking book, okay? I'm about to write a damn book or maybe like an AO3 fanfic. Either way, I'm about to be feeding y'all this year. <laughs> I have a keyboard now that I love to type with. Expect a fanfic. ASAP no Rocky. But yeah, she got me that. It's really cute. It's like green, adorable. And she got me a little music note charm for my Pandora bracelet. Listen, y'all, I know I just said I don't like real jewelry and I'm still standing on that, but, but, and hear me out, I do love getting jewelry. I, I used to shit on like the basic gifts. You could get a woman like chocolate, flowers, jewelry. Now I love all of those things. Maybe not chocolate as much as like flowers and jewelry. Bitch, I love getting flowers and jewelry. I love buying flowers and cutting them and like displaying them in a pretty way and like having them in my room. They bring me so much joy every time I see them. I literally love having flowers and I love jewelry. I love it. And it makes me sad that we don't have any important family pieces that have been like passed down through generations because I just think that would be so dope. So I do try to buy nicer jewelry, not super nice. Again, anytime someone gives me real gold, I'm scared. Okay, but all of my stuff is like real silver at least and whatever, whatever, what have you. But I love my charm bracelet because it's like a collective jewelry gift from your loved ones and I have like such cute charms and I don't know I just love my charm bracelet I never again I never had one as a girl and I feel like everyone had one when I was younger and I didn't and I felt very left out of that so it's like healing to my inner child in a way but also I just love 
that it's a jewelry piece from so many different people. Like I have so many different charms from different people and they kind of match the person that they came from. Like for instance, Zion got me charms for my charm bracelet and one of them that he got me was a little starfish because I used to tell everybody back when I was in my sketchy phase doing sketchy shit that my name was Star. That was like my alter ego, Star. So he got me like a little starfish charm. It's so cute. And I bought myself a charm for Amethyst's birthday. That's like a bulldog. It's an American bulldog and it looks just fucking like him. And my sister got us like Zodiac ones because we're both like into our Zodiacs, whatever. It's just cute because most of the time people get charms that like remind me of them or it's like something that we have in common and Amanda got me a little music note which is really really sweet to me because Amanda and I are the only two siblings that are into music she was in band I was in band we love music to this day it's like our one big bonding thing I remember we went to Tybee Island recently this was a few years ago and I've always not that I'm not close with Amanda I love her the same amount that I love my other siblings I would do anything for her in the same way that I would do for my other siblings seriously so please don't take that in this way because I would do anything for her. But she's always been a lot older than me. We have almost a decade in between us age-wise and she moved out of my house when I was in elementary school so because she was going off to college. So we've never been super super close like we didn't grow up going to the same school and having the same friends because she was way older than me. But I remember we were driving to the beach going to Tybee and she was playing like old school I guess alternative but kind of like indie alternative music from like back when she was in high school but that was my jam when I was in like elementary school that was the kind of music I was listening to and in middle school so we were just like jamming out to old music together and it was such a fun time I don't know that's just always been our thing it's always been the thing that we've bonded over so it's really cute that she's the one that gave me the little music note and I just love my charm bracelet you guys I love it I love it Lee got me a really cute ring too. Again, love jewelry. I love jewelry. Um, and it's a sunstone, which is one of my favorite stones. I love the sunstone. And I'm like, Lee and Steph always say that like I'm the sun and Steph is the moon. That's like our thing. So it was really cute because she got Steph a moon ring to like match it. It's the same ring as mine, but with a moonstone and mine has a sunstone. Adorable. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Literally so cute. But the star of the show, <laughs> my favorite gift arguably. <laughs> so stupid. I got a nail grinder for amethyst nails. Y'all, the way this thing in two hours changed my life. Changed my life for the better. For anybody that has never owned a pet or never had to cut a pet's nails, they have this thing. It's called a quip, a quick, something like that. I don't fucking know. Inside their nail. And if you clip that, they will bleed profusely okay they'll bleed a lot a lot and when you're cutting an animal's nails with like the dog clippers or whatever you have to put so much fucking force to get it to cut the nail so much force i have to squeeze my whole fist together with all of my might to cut one of amethyst's nails off and he has broken two nails before as a younger pup like this was both of these were around when he was like two years old he's ripped his nail out and it's like bled profusely like that and been like super traumatic and scary for him so he hates the nail clipper and i hate doing it and i'm anxious doing it period but especially on him since he's so traumatized with his nails i don't want to accidentally hit it and traumatize him even further it's a nightmare 
to say the least. Nail cutting days are a nightmare in this house. They're my worst nightmare at that. And so I asked for this nail grinder. Did I think that Amethyst would like it? No, no, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. But I thought if nothing else, it'll make me feel more at peace because I just, there's something about the act of having to use that much force to cut his nail. I always feel like I'm going to fuck him up or hurt him or something. I don't know. I just don't like that. So I'm like, I think I will be more comfortable with a nail grinder and more confident that I won't hurt him. And that will make a huge difference regardless of if he hates it or not. So like, whatever. I asked for it. My mom got it for me as soon as I get home from Christmas. Cause this man has horrible nails. As soon as I get home from Christmas, I'm like, we're using this immediately. Did he enjoy it? I wouldn't say that. I had to like grab him and put him in my lap to get him to do it but was he wiggling and fighting me and like hitting me and trying to get out of my arms the whole time no he sat there and let me do it which is very impressive for him he sat there the whole time and let me like really file his nails down and be a perfectionist about it and didn't he wasn't squirming or anything just laid there and let me do it so he had a good time and I had a good time and he has beautiful nails now that seriously (laughs) changed my life this man is six years old. I've never had a good experience cutting his nails until, a, what, when was Christmas? Five days ago? Some shit. First time ever I've enjoyed cutting his nails. And they look so good. They look so much better if you cut with the nail clippers. Because again, the nail clippers are like shitty. You have to use a lot of force. Most of the time it like chips your nail or like cracks it in a different spot or whatever. His nails are perfectly rounded, soft. They're not going to scratch you or anything. They're the perfect shape. They all match up. He's never looked so good in his fucking life. He's never looked so good in his fucking life. One last thing and then I really got to go because my ass is so asleep right now that it's painful. I'm desperate to stand up. I started reading Little Women. Already right away, I'm more interested in it than Pride and Prejudice. I feel like it took me a while to get into Pride and Prejudice. I did eventually and I really enjoyed reading it and I really did like that book. But immediately I was into Little Women. And I think this has to do with two things. One some of it has already been spoiled for me. I've tried to avoid it, but I've seen some things on TikTok and I kind of don't hate that. I used to really like to know absolutely nothing about a book, but I'm finding that I do enjoy a little bit of context now. I mean, I'm starting to at least. And so I know for sure that this book is very sisterly based. It's about four sisters and they're like a main theme, if not the main theme of this book. Haven't finished it. Couldn't tell you for sure. But I know a big theme in this book is like sisterhood and whatever. And I'm annotating Little Women. I've never annotated a book ever, ever. I've never done that. Sometimes, like I remember when I was reading A Little Life, I would like underline stuff that I felt like was relatable to me. Never, ever annotated, like got the sticky notes, highlighted things in a book. Never done that. And I've decided to do that. I've decided that I'm going to be that bitch and... 2024 that annotates so I've been highlighting and sticky noting this book tell me why I'm having a fucking blast tell me why I'm having so much fun tell me why I've never done this before why have I never annotated a book I don't think I'm going to be able to read 100 books this year simply because it's going to take me so much longer to get through a book because I have to annotate everything now I love it since I know it's about like sisterhood and their bond and whatever all four sisters have their own highlighter color. And anytime anything is mentioned about their personality, their appearance, whatever, I highlight it in their highlighter color. Is that extra as fuck? Yes. Yes. And I will admit that. 
am I having a ball doing it? Yeah. Yeah. I'm having a real good time. I'm having zero regrets. Why haven't I been doing this this whole time? Y'all weren't going to tell me how much fun this is. Y'all were just going to keep that to your, no one was going to tell me. Why didn't anybody tell me? Also, the little sticky notes that you get to annotate aren't even expensive. That was like my big thing. I'm like, that's got to be so expensive to do all that shit. I got, I don't know, 2,000 of them, I think, was in the pack. 2,000 different colors to choose from. And it was $10. And they're see-through. You can read the words through them. Amazing. 10 out of 10. I'm having the best time. I think I'm going to annotate every book that I get this year. I got a physical copy of Try Six Venom for Christmas this year. And I'm so tempted to reread it because I also got a physical copy of it for Morgan. Kind of as a joke, kind of not. It's a really good book, but Morgan's our token straight friend. And so I wrote in her book, it's about time you start reading something gay. And I gave her Try Six Venom because if you didn't know, it is a sapphic novel by Penelope Douglas. And I love Penelope Douglas. They wrote the Devil's Night series, which is one of my favorite series of all time. I love that series. So obviously I had to read Try Six Venom and give it to all my friends. I gave it to Morgan. I got a physical copy myself. And right now I'm making Lee and Steph read it as well. And can I just say, Morgan ate it up. I just gave it to her like a day or two ago. She's already finished the whole entire book and she was already reading a book when she got it. So that means she probably read it in a day, started reading it and couldn't stop. That is a good fucking book. As a good fucking book. And I do think I'm going to reread it because I have been missing it. Listening to like all of my friends are talking about it right now because I have forced all of them to read it. I've really fucked myself. Now I have no choice but to read it again. I'm craving it. But anyways, that's where we're at right now. That's what's going on in my life. I hope you guys had a great New Year's. I hope you like making New Year's resolutions as much as me and that you're doing some right now and excited about the New Year. I'm just so excited about this year. I've seen a lot of people on TikTok say that it's giving 2016 and I definitely feel that way too. I've been like having that sneaking feeling of like you're about to be unhinged. You're about to have so much fun and I feel like I got a sneak peek of that in December because I have been a little bit unhinged I have been going out a lot more and having people over a lot more and having a lot more fun. So let's hope that that is what 2024 <laughs> is going to bring me because that is what I need. That is what I need. Okay? Okay. <laughs> I love you guys. I'll see you next week. Hopefully. Unless I'm super depressed. Mm -hmm.